The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And action. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode. It's me, Katie, once again, and today I am joined by one of my favorite people and one of my best friends. She is, wow, she's like a a quadruple threat, I will call it. (laughs) She's so insanely beautiful and insanely talented. You would recognize her from Mr. Robot, Legion, Legends Tomorrow, amongst like many other things. And she has a new, new movie coming out called the, the invitation the invitation and maybe you've seen her on Vanderbilt Worlds who knows I have <laughs> my beautiful friend Stephanie Cornelius in here yay hi wow that's quite the introduction I know I, mean, I have a lot to live up to now too <laughs> <laughs> no but you're not a triple threat I'm not just a drummer I, that's not I'm not a drummer at all I mean <laughs> but you, but you, can you drum if it was the it was to save my life I, I could drum but that is also the only instrument I think I could play but you can write music. I can write music. And you can sing. Staying on beat, the drums, pas de problème, but everything else is no go. You can, you are an artiste. You can draw. An artiste. You, yeah, you, you can draw. Like, I remember, I'll never forget when you're like, buddy, I, I drew you. And I was expecting to see just a nice sort of variation of what I maybe could possibly look at, look like. And when you showed me, I was like, shook i was like oh my god that is like that is not amateur shit there so you could you're an artiste you can write music you can dance you can act like is there anything else no you're sweet i appreciate the creative outlets yeah for sure it's um you speak multiple languages i know you're making me sound you're hilarious you, i sound really good on paper you're like six <laughs> foot tall gorgeous like you would want to like hate you but it's like really hard to hate you because you're also just so sweet and cool and fun <laughs> you're making me blush <laughs> good 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 i'm just like blown up your spot right now oh god. but um so so everyone that's listening seven i met because um the first apartment that tom and i moved into uh was not directly but like two doors down from stephanie and her husband jules we were we were next door neighbors actually we shared a wall did we yeah we did Oh, oh yeah, uh, maybe we did. Oh yeah, yeah we did share a wall. For some reason i was thinking there was there was a place between us yeah you're kidding we talked about we were we wanted to drill a hole. We wanted to drill holes. <laughs> we wanted to knock. We wanted to knock down a wall. I was like through your closet. Do you remember Maria. how we met? It was kind of like a stressful thing. Oh, I had a. Oh, we had a a waterfall through our 
the, the rain. I thought you were shitting me. I'm, you were in the hallway. It was like two in the morning or something. Oh, yeah, I was stressing out. And I came out because I could hear you walking out on there. I was like, I'm going to go check what's going on. It was raining heavy. <laughs> and I come out and you look at me and you're like, just you're, you you don't even say it. You just go like, there's the, the fucking Niagara Falls that's going on in my apartment. <laughs> I was like, okay, chill. That's, and you know, that's hyperbolic. And um, we go into your apartment and the fucking Niagara Falls was coming down your walls. It was insane. It was literally raining in through the from from the ceiling to the wall of every part of your apartment was just yeah, flooded the entire side of our apartment was just cascading it was crazy water. and yeah. i remember we were lugging furniture <laughs> to the other side of the apartment in the middle of the night and the downstairs neighbor oh she was mad she was always mad yeah always mad always oh, mad but yeah that's how we met and then i don't we just became besties after that yeah Best, best of times. I know. The buds. But, you know. <laughs> oh, and we refer to each other as buddy. That, buddy. Yeah, that that might, if if I call you bud, that's why. Yes, that is our names for, she's in my phone as buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what an introduction, but you know what? Thank God for that. Yeah, I don't know why my, I have terrible luck with like, not flooding, but yeah, flooding from ceilings and roofs. Jesus. You're a tra- You're just, yeah, yeah, you don't, do not do well with roofs. I, I want, <laughs> you know, you need a, a I fall through them, <laughs> leak through them. Jesus. No, you, you need a dome house is what you need. I, no, I need an a igloo. boat. I need <laughs> a boat. <laughs> I, need a, I need a life preserver. <laughs> anyway, in addition to all your talents, yes, of course, you are <laughs> an actor. Yeah, so Mr. Robot, I feel like you always play these really badass characters that are like pretty much the villain, right? Always the villain. But it's, it's so not like you as a person. I wonder if there's a, if there's some, like all these people we see as the heroes, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I've been placed. Uh, typecast. Yeah, typecast in those roles. I don't mind it. It's great. There's a lot of meat on it. It's always fun trying to find reasoning why people do what they do, especially when there's sinister motives and, you know, do you classify it as just, you know, sociopath or whatever cluster B personality disorder that somebody might have <laughs> or um, what is it for? What's the motive there? And um, what is the motive? What, oh. do you, what do you find? Or how do, or how do you get to that place? If you're, cause you're the opposite of that. I mean, I, I find that there is, listen, people can have selective reasoning, <laughs> you know, people can justify pretty much anything in their lives. So there's that, you know, there's, there's justifying even the worst of it and figuring out what kind of person would do that and why. And oftentimes having to go back and build some kind of backstory as to, you know, what, what happened to these people. I have plenty of experience with, with various mental (laughs) people. people with mental health issues in my life. So it's not been hard trying to see, you know, draw inspiration to draw inspiration from that but but yeah i mean i feel even even the worst the worst of us can justify why we do what what we do uh to each other and that's you know that's kind of scary it's a scary world to dive into oh i mean do you ever like find yourself like getting lost in that where you're like i can't (laughs) well most and not like method but like you're like oh my god what if i become this person you know that's so funny uh (laughs) The mind is a really, you know, intense 
like place that you know it is and it, it, there, and it has a lot to do with what we tell ourselves you know yeah. like we were talking my, I was talking to my stepsister yesterday and she was saying you know she has kids she has kids in the generation c and it is z z z z it is immense you know we as millennials we we complain a lot about how hard life is but i don't think it's anything compared to to this generation now and these kids are so overwhelmed and experiencing so many mature emotions that I don't think they should be dealing with at all at, at, at 13, 14 years old and the level of anxiety and all this stuff. And she was saying how, you know, her kids that are that age and, and the kids in that, you know, in that generation are just constantly, they're stressed out, they're anxious and they're talking about it, you know? And she was saying how a lot of the conversation from the parents is like trying to, to tell these kids, you know, you have to, you have to be, aware of what kind of language you use. If you walk around saying you're stressed all the time, if you're walking around saying you're scared all the time, you're anxious all the time, then then that then that manifests. Yeah. It, it doesn't say that it's not true and they are. And I'm not talking like toxic positivity where you walk around and pretend that you're happy uh, all the time. Yeah. But like, you know, th- we have to be careful with how we exactly what we let affect us. Right. Well yeah, because I think if you can talk yourself into a positive mental state, you can talk yourself into a negative one too, which, which is, which is why I think a lot of actors, like, like we were saying that, you know, you kind of will use emotions or, or things from your past or all that to get to a, a place emotionally. So you are fully there. Yeah. And you draw on it. It was crazy. I, I did the only actually non-villainous role I, I've done so far was in Legion, um, mm. where oh, yeah. I, where I played Gabriel Xavier and uh, Professor X's wife. She had, you know, various PTSD and traumas and was um, mentally fragile because of terrible, terrible things she had been put through. And um, I took on this role uh, right before my grandmother died. And you know that I was very, very Mm, close to my grandmother. So I actually, oh, for somebody who's very private, I don't know, I'm sharing a lot right now. Uh, (laughs) I went, I had a, I had a clinical depression for 18 months after my, my grandmother died while shooting this show. So it was crazy how accessible my my emotions were uh, during that because I was just going through, mm-hmm. you know, so much. And, and I've dealt with depression before. It has left me numb. This was different. This was just like a let loose of, of all of the sadness and grief and, 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 and I couldn't escape it. It was great for the role. <laughs> and it was probably great therapy too, to, to be able to just let it out. Yeah. But, but I think that we have a, an immense um, capability of taking charge of our mental state. And it's when we don't that we that we need that support and we need that help. Yeah. But but also when you are going through something super traumatic like that, I think it is important to feel the feelings. I think that's part of the healing process because it could be very easy to sort of just want to bury it down and not and not, you know, yeah. Want to feel the things and address you know, and face it or confront it all. So perhaps it was blessing in disguise and, you know, sort of a meant to be moment. Yeah. But I mean, but we're thankfully, you know, as a society, we're talking more about that and talking about feeling feelings and all of that. And I, you know, I can't help to think about like men too, you know, the, the, it seems like for years, generations, the only acceptable feeling for a man was anger. Yeah. Where now men are getting to, well, men of our generation and, and men of the next generation are getting to, to really discover and experience that whole that whole slate of emotions, you know, the entire spectrum, the entire spectrum of emotions. And I feel like, you know, a lot of 
older generations are having. Well, even our, that's actually that was a sidetrack here, segue into another conversation, but like the generation talk, the boomer generation and the generation <laughs> X, they were very, the boomer, you can call them that, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like the boomers. I yeah. like, is it a slur? But those generations, you know, there's 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 always been it is like a trend of the the previous generation has to dog the next generation. Right. And I don't know if we do that as millennials towards the next ones, but wouldn't it be great if we could cut the bullshit and just Listen. be the generation of guidance and kindness and understanding because with everything we've been through as a generation and we look at these kids now and they're going through something that's even listen, worse. Listen, maybe the younger Gen Z, but Gen Z dogs on the older generation yeah, more but than all, anything. We're but, all, but we're I feel like, millennials will just but say, I feel like there's that they're allowed to do that. No, you know, well, I don't think anyone's allowed to do it. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to take a stance right now because <laughs> we, we don't, we're not dogging on anyone. The older generation's dumping on us being like, why don't you have a job? Why aren't you buying a house? Why aren't you getting married? And we're like, because we don't have any money. Because we can't. We can't. <laughs> we, you know, because we, we, like, we literally can't. And then we got the younger kids being like, why are you wearing that? What's wrong with your hair? What are you listening to? Da, da, da. And we're like, can we live? Well, can true. we fucking live? Can we just eat whatever fucking kind of toast we want? Wear <laughs> our hair out what we want? Wear whatever fucking jeans we want and everyone leave us alone? Like, can well, can I just be an old spinster with my <laughs> with my skinny jeans and avocado toast, and everyone just leave me the fuck alone? That would be great. That would be great. No, 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 <laughs> definitely no. I'm just saying, as a as okay. a generation, I think yes. we should take responsible for not doing what our senior generations have done to us. Yeah, like let 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 the let the Z's. Why can't I say this? Letter? I think Gen X Gen X is sort of like they're they've just been chilling. I think, no, Gen mostly. X has just yeah. checked out. Like, I don't even think they, I don't even think they care. Gen X is just like, do whatever you want. <laughs> like, live your life. Yeah, no, I think, I think we could be supportive. But, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to be held. <laughs> we all just want to, okay, we all just want to be held. Uh, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I just feel like a lot of judgy McJudgersons coming from Gen Z and, you know, a lot of, well, that's true. You know, but I, but I, but I appreciate their sensitivity. Listen, the the younger generation, like they, they're kind of up on some some shit. You know, they 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 have they have a lot of like, they have a way to themselves of of being more like emotional and and more empathetic yeah, in ways that I'm just like, wow, like this is missing from like literally everyone else, which is yeah. very very nice. You know, it's it's almost old school in a in a not a good not in a bad way in yeah. a good way. Yeah, it feels like. What is the word? Like thoughtful. Yeah. Is that, if that's the word, like really kind of thoughtful. So I appreciate no, there's that. There's a lot of compassion. Thank you. Compassion and thoughtful. And, you know, they're just, yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that too. And I think they're smart and they're, they're very open-minded. Yeah. I, I appreciate that as well. Our generation and that, there can be a lot of rigid perspectiveness. Well, and I think also uh, geographically speaking, that's going to, kind of exist yeah unfortunately yeah but also I feel like in our in our generation we're, we're we exist in two places at once we were brought up to a certain age of like there was a lot of things now that were so inappropriate that were like normalized back then and we're like okay we were young enough to be able to understand 
and conform and be like, all right, yes, we understand that's inappropriate. Conform we, is a good word. You know. Yeah. And um, and same, you know, also we like we didn't have internet when we were younger, but now we have it. We learned, we adapted, everything. Like we've been very adaptable. So like for the most part, I feel like our generation is like existed in two worlds. Absolutely. And I think that that outcome has created a split generation yeah. of people exactly what you're saying who've adapted to the to the new norm and that well not even two multiple we've become a multifaceted <laughs> generation <laughs> and of people who are who seem to be completely on their hind legs and refusing any kind of resisting any kind of of change or evolution <laughs> And, and then there are those who are taking it, you know, to a, a, an, an extreme, extreme with, you know, the, the social justice and, and as there should be, but taking, but, yeah. but then taking it to the extreme, you know? Yeah, I know. Going back to, to what you said before about judgment, you know, there's, um, oh, there's this great quote by, or she wrote it or she said it by um, Anais Nin, who was a, I think we can call her a feminist icon. She was a French, uh, French American novelist. And she said, uh, we do not see things as they are. We see them as we are. Mm. And that says a lot about, I think, the yeah, it's certainly our generation and how we're just, you know, very quick to, to lawyer for our own mistakes, but very, very quick to judge others for theirs. So I'm slowly segueing into to cancel <laughs> culture. You hear it. You yeah. hear me. You oh, hear me bringing it. I hear. Yeah. So how do we, what is, what are your thoughts on the cancel culture? Well, I think, that, I think that, you know, it feels animalistic at times, you know, that there's a, this, this social pecking order. I think it's okay that we for those who weren't raised right, that there's like a sort of a, a social get together of, hey, you can't say this, you can't do that, especially when things get malicious or hateful or people don't want to be inclusive and all this. I think it's fine that we collectively as a society go out and say, hey, listen, you know, we've turned it over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't say this anymore. You can't do this anymore. I think it's like you were saying with Gen Z and compassion, you know, and thoughtfulness. We, we need to be more empathetic. We need to be more compassionate. We need to understand, you know, that this is hurting other people's feelings. We don't do this. And I think that when people are susceptible, is that a, Susceptible. Susceptible to that or remorseful, whatever, they said something wrong and then they, you know, they learn and they move on with their lives. I think that that's great. I think that, that that part of it is okay. I think when you go out and ruin somebody's life for making mistakes, yeah, I think that that's pretty insane. In, unless you are just a straight up, you know, narcissist and you just don't give a crap about other people's feelings, then probably it's better that we just r remove you. <laughs> from. Yeah, but I'm just wondering who's in charge here because... Oh yeah, you're right, you know. Like who's holding the moral compass here because... I can't really confidently say that, you know, like depending on what we're talking about in terms of, of what the canceling is for, you know, I mean, like, listen, we're all flawed individuals. We're humans. It's our job as humans to err and make mistakes and learn and grow. And we've all learned that, you know, we've been at fault for a lot of things on some, like on some level to some degree, it's a little uncomfortable to sit there and, uh, cast judgment 
you know, I agree. You can't be, I, judgment, you can't be the judge and the jury of these things. It's, it's sort I of agree like, it's with like, that completely. But I mean, and, and when I say hateful, yeah. I mean like when people are u- using hate speech, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, oh, that's yeah. where I think the, pe- the, the pecking order, so to speak, yeah. where we all go in and we go, yo, this ain't cool. Like, or the bullying or the, you know, all these things yeah. where you see, like, that's, I think, where, where I think it's, because if these people genuinely don't know if it's born out of ignorance, but cancel culture in itself, I think is, is, is pretty insane. I think it's counterproductive. The, the world is changing. Like well, the, it's progressing. We're getting to a place that hopefully that it is more inclusive and is more loving and it's more accepting, but we have to make that for everyone. I'm not saying if you've done horrible, horribly, horribly, you know, like there's, there's obviously, but I'm just saying we have to sort of extend that to people who have made mistakes and errors in their life yeah, to grow and to learn. I think, I think that like there needs to be space held for, for that to happen the same way, you know, we didn't get this far by keeping people down. I think it also with us, with us being in a generation that has existed in two different worlds, think of it that way. I mean, I, I remember feeling like it was not that long ago that there were certain words that were used so frequently that I just can't imagine even saying, you know, or anyone saying. Trust me, for a European, it's very hard not to see the, say the C word. <laughs> <laughs> we say that all the time. I mean, I, I, like there's just like things, in, you know, that I'm just like, wow, like, so again, we've, we've learned and grown so much, you know? So like, but imagine if being canceled for something, you know, like that now, like that, because that was just something that everyone was running around <laughs> saying. There's been a lesson um, in it for me, at least. I, well, I'm not talking about any racial slurs, by it, the way. No, 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 no. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I've always been like this. I mean, we've been friends for a very long, we were mm-hmm. friends before either one of us was on television. Right like 2010 or 11 or something like that. But you can tell me if I'm if I'm not being truthful here. But I feel like I've always been somebody who's very adamant about fact-checking and source-checking and needing to know all these things, especially, you know, with my background. So in not from 10 years ago, but in the last couple of years mm-hmm. after I had my, um, my emancipation. <laughs> okay. um, cancel culture. It's very easy to not f- fear cancellation and all these things if you if you just you know also make sure that what you're saying is factual Mm. stick to the facts it's very very hard to pass oh I mean you can pass judgment on it no problem everybody you know does it's it's that's where you know social judgment differs from any other kind of judgment you know law or um, morals and ethics and all that because it's primal it's, it's primal and it's completely it's a it's a any other judgment really is is sort of a rigid construction this is a completely fluent construction it's it's completely subjective it is from your perception and 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 projection so a lot of the the cancel culture is also you know it's not only about people the social judgment the, the social justice and making mistakes and all this it's also this whole concept of of people's truth Mm. You hear that a lot. My truth. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's where it also becomes, I mean, you kind of open yourself up to, to some judgment because with, because my truth is not the truth. Yes. Right. And there's not, is there a definitive truth? 
besides if you're born, you're going to die. You know what I mean? Right. Things change and opinions change and facts change. Yeah. Science, Science change. change. Yeah. There's Science a, yeah. can change facts that we knew. The only thing that is certain is change <laughs> and death. Change and death. So yeah, that's it, the that, truth. That, but the whole, the yeah, but the whole my truth is, I, I think that that's a scary concept too. Mm. I mean, go for it. <laughs> like have your truth. Yeah. Have like, your truth, but don't let it, don't let it, uh, justify um, judging others. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, listen. Is there anything that you're like? I will always judge you if. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, of course there are. Like, if you put ice in your mouth, <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't. Not not things like that. But there are absolutely things. But that takes us in. That takes us away from social judgment and into like morals and ethics, right? Which right. is a, a, a much bigger, much more philosophical conversation. That'll take a lot longer than this. But no. but yeah, certainly. I mean, there are things that 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 I will judge for. I mean, very easily. I mean. My grandma always had a good saying. She said it a lot more classy. The way I say it now does in no way reflect on how my beautiful deceased grandmother would have said things. But, you know, I will absolutely judge you if you fuck kids or animals. I will judge you till the day you die. Ooh, that, is a, that is a good one. I think that's a pretty universal. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty universal mm-hmm. um, 100%. and probably also accepted uh, judgment. That's, that's, a, that's a big one. I was thinking more simple. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you don't put a phone case on your phone, I'm thinking that you, <laughs> you go through life very like haphazardly and also like, <laughs> what else? What else? I'm man? literally checking my phone right now <laughs> to see if I have a case. Okay, I do. Thank God. I'm like, I'm looking at like, your phone and I'm looking at you being like, you don't c- give a fuck about a lot of things, huh? Like, you're, just, you're just out here raw dog in the world with that phone just... Okay. Just exposed. That's, that's uh, no. <laughs> what about? Do you think? Do you think that there's things that you do, silly as they may be, that you that you think people would judge you for that you do? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> no, listen. We we and, and I can sit here holier than thou and say, oh, I don't judge people. And but here's the thing: like oh, we all do. psychologically, we all do. There's there's things. <laughs> Someone walks in the room. Judgment begins. Well, here's the thing. There's <laughs> there's a, a, a concept. Humans are weird. And, and we do this thing. We It's called normative idolization. Yeah. So basically we think um, as humans that what we do is the correct way of doing things. Mm. And when we uh, grow from that is, is, is when we've accomplished having, you know, greater self-insight and greater self-awareness. And we start believing that that life isn't necessarily correct only seen out of our eyes so we go it's called what is it called normative idolization and normative, it's basi- so what does that mean exactly so it basically it, it's it's we perceive our life and our lifestyle to be the correct one mm. and anyone who thrives in a situation or with behaviors that differ from what we would do it's like sometimes when you hear somebody judging somebody, they'll say, well, I would never do that. It's like, no, because you're you and, and they're them. Yeah. And you hear that a lot, you know, but I would never do, or I would never have done it that way. Or it's like, no, because you're doing normative well, idolization. That's, that's their truth. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's why people do that. And, you know, when they see somebody who making different choices or living in different ways, um, because it makes 
us as human being um, question our own choices or it creates self-doubt. Mm. Um, the uh, quickest way to remove that, you know, cognitive disordinance and feeling that way is to criminalize the behavior that somebody else is doing, where the um, healthier thing would probably be to reflect on why that makes us feel that way instead. Mm, yeah. You know, like, why does it make me feel this way? Um, it's the same thing with gossip and, you know, rumors and saying nasty, sh nasty shit about other people. It's uh, um, scientifically proven that it, it stimulates uh, or it uh, gives you like little boosts of endorphins mm -hmm. every time you say something nasty about somebody else, because every time you say something nasty about somebody else, it makes, it's easier for you to step on someone else yeah. than to try to elevate yourself. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, especially for people. Yeah. Maybe that's why when people don't love themselves, they're so hateful yeah or respect they themselves they don't know or... how to to be nice to themselves that's why what do they say they say hateful people hate themselves yeah or hurt people hurt, hurt people hurt people hurt people yeah and this is true they're just they don't even know how yeah damn i'm not going to sugarcoat it i was a pretty nasty teenager um i was not happy with myself i was um I mean, confused on all levels and, and I didn't really have an identity and it has a lot to do with my upbringing, but, but, um, that doesn't change the fact that um, I was aware of my behavior towards others. And I was absolutely going back to what I said before, like, if you imagine, uh, a, fl a floating stair case, it was so hard trying to reflect and gain self-insight because I didn't know how I didn't have the tools mm. that it was harder for me to take a step up, you know, closer to, closer to learning something new about myself or closer to evolving into something else. It was so much easier to just take a step down and step up on somebody else to feel better about myself. And I'm happy that, that I'm not in that place anymore. But I think that sometimes when we see people who act that way, bullies and all that stuff. And, and not to say that they're excuses, people have to take responsibility for their own behavior. But sometimes it's, it's really because people need help. Mm -hmm. Act It's acting out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was certainly acting out for me and I really needed somebody to go listen, not, you know, screw you or fuck you. It was like, listen, kid, are you okay? Yeah. And I, if somebody had asked me that, I think I would have broken down crying and been like, not at fucking all like not at all mm -hmm. yeah now I am <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean yeah I've, I've I've been there you know different times in my life where yeah. where I'm not happy I'm an asshole yeah we act out yeah hurt people hurt people for sure so going back to judgment you know it's like I think you know you don't have to agree or even accept what other people do but unless people are hurting themselves or others, let people do their thing, you know? Yep. Keep your eye on your own page. Keep your eyes on your own page. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is kind of a good philosophy to go back to always if you catch yourself, you know, getting carried away in other people's business as mm -hmm. long as they're not hurting anyone else or you live and let live. Live and let live. I know. But it's sometimes so fun to be... <laughs> <laughs> be nosy and be like what the fuck someone I know. posts something on instagram you're like did you <laughs> but it's always kind of like 
it's it's never anything too malicious. It's always kind of like in 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 just that. Also, I think borders on on very healthy curiosity, and I think that yes. that's just part of human nature. Yeah, I mean, if we weren't curious, imagine where we'd be in the world. I'm not over here trying to be like you know who I don't know example like Mother Teresa. Like, no, 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 I'm over here just trying to live a balanced. <laughs> Yeah. Balanced, healthy lifestyle of tiny, tiny doses of uh, bitchery, bitchery, <laughs> doses of gossip, just small doses of gossip. You know, I think I read a study once that says gossiping is healthy, as long as it's you know true <laughs> and not rumors. Oh no, but rumors is a that's a different ballgame. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not spreading rumors. I'm no. just, I'm just, it's tea. It's tea. It's tea. It's tea. It's tea tea time okay this i love this so much this has been very insightful and, and um good good shit do you have a rage text of the day i think if i had a rage text to anyone and we don't want to complain about gas because everybody's doing that anyway well you know who i'd send a rage text to yeah i don't know is it allowed to just send send good vibes instead well, it's not as fun. I just have like many things that just like really tell me. Give, me. You give me a rage text. Uh, See, it's hard coming up with shit on the spot. No, no, no. Like only that. because only because like, I just did one like recently that was like a really good one, and like he wanted to go there because that one's I'm still reeling from it. You know, I'm gonna rage text paint. Oh, because that shit don't dry fast enough. I swear to God, I'm I've been touching up this uh, cabinet situation like all like for for two weeks. This has been like the longest project ever. This like sort of like media cabinet situation that I've been DIY painting, and it keeps like chipping and there's like little touch up spots that I have to keep going back to and I won't touch it for like 24 hours and then I go to open it and like a whole like little section of it like flakes off so like if if someone wants to just like do better in the paint department that would be really really great because I feel like it's 2022 why is it also so expensive like I got like a whatever bucket of paint is that a gallon I don't know not whatever they could you know what a paint bucket looks like yeah and that show was like I mean, I don't remember, but it was... No, it's expensive. It's expensive. We, we were doing... Before the baby came, we were doing all sorts of baby prep. And, and, and you get into this crazy... I don't know if it happens to everybody who's pregnant. It happens to a lot of people who are pregnant now. It's called nesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you go completely fucking nuts. And you start... Like, I was doing... I was nine months pregnant, for sure, on a step stool, putting up wallpaper. <laughs> it was no, it was dumb. But uh yeah, one of my things were definitely yeah, call our rage text and paint. Why are you liquid? No. Um but it was that that it was a nightmare and it's a and it's a nightmare when they mix it and then you have to get more of it and they mix it and, and they swear to you that it's the same color. And it's not. It's not. It's off. It is off. Why don't why doesn't it come pre mixed? I don't do or maybe it, it does. Maybe like, even more just, expensive paint does. I have like, no obviously no nothing this about should, home improvement. This should be done by now. I'm looking and seeing another like little nick and I'm like, fuck it over this you shit. You can't see it, it's pretty. It's over here. I'm just I'm just ready to be like, it's distressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's distressed now. That's the look. It's antique. Anyways, Yo, paint that is Jesus how Christ. I'm, I'm going out like that. 
when if people yeah, speaking of judgment, you should see me today. You, and you if, any, if anybody, if anyone ever has any comments on what I look like ever for the rest of my I'm life, I'm going to be like, I went for distrust. I'm, I'm antiqued. <laughs> I'm antiqued out. Oh my God. Well, um, buddy, thank you so much. So everyone look out for the in- invitation. invitation. It's uh, hitting theaters on August 26th. Oh, amazing. It's a scary. I mean, I don't know if we can share what it's about or anything, but it's scary. It's scary. Um, is there anything you want to share with people? Do you like, you do you have social, but you don't really like do like social. I don't use it a lot. I'm, I'm trying to gear up to become a person who interacts with the rest of the world. Do you want to share your social media then? I mean, it's easy. It's at Stephanie Cornelius and that's it. And I have a Instagram and, and I have TikTok, but there's nothing on there. (laughs) I I know I have TikTok, but it's mostly for spectating. So yeah, it's a good place to spectate. I know. I love it. All right. Well, I love you, buddy. And I love you, buddy. I love all of you. So thanks for listening until next week. Um, yeah, be kind to yourselves and have fun. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. 